Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Snap No Tap podcast. You got me and only me today. Uh, so uh, Joe, last minute, had to uh, leave town. He had to go uh, out west. I don't know how long. It's going to be probably a couple of weeks or so. And Martin's driving back the last I heard from New York. So at the last minute, I didn't want to not have any podcast. So figured I'd make one myself. Uh, for those of you who are listening via audio, I don't know if there's or I don't know if there's going to be a YouTube this week. Although I am filming, I don't have the capabilities of uploading it. I don't have the credentials, you know, the passwords and all of that um, to get it on YouTube. I asked Joe before he left town to contact Martin and see if if Martin can handle it as far as the uploading. So as of this recording, I don't know if it's going to be a YouTube thing or not. So uh, that may be the case until Joe gets back into town. Uh, nonetheless, since I'm here by myself, <laughs> you know, through the years, I've trained mostly alone, okay? Uh, almost like Mr. T, I train alone. But I have. And for decades now, I've been getting emails from people who are kind of in the similar boat where they're working out by themselves Uh and they kind of ask me for advice or maybe you know, motivation, if nothing else. I can tell you, my, strictly my personal opinion here. Um, I've discussed this in the past, but we're going to discuss it again. When it comes to actual exercise, uh, be it lifting weights or cardiovascular stuff, road work, whatever. I mean, unless you're going heavy, uh, you, you can get a good workout by yourself. I mean, I've lifted probably more times alone than I have with training partners, except when I'm going heavy, of course, for safety purposes. And even back in those days when I was going heavy, if I didn't have a training uh, uh, assistant, I would bench in the in the power rack. Um, so I, I've always been like self-motivated for that. There's things that you can do as far as shadow boxing, shadow wrestling, uh, that'll get you active and, you know, physically you're, you're, you're honing your skills, but also cardiovascularly, it's helping you. Uh, but when it comes to actual training in a, and it doesn't have to necessarily even be a grappling scenario, but if you're, let's say, wanting to practice disarms, right? Self-defense scenarios, obviously you have to have somebody. Well, in the cases that you don't, visualization works, man. I, I have been the biggest advocator uh, or advocate of, of visualizing. This is something that Rod Von actually got me started on, but indirectly. I should probably talk about that in a minute. He did a lot of what I would consider freaky things, strength-wise and, of course, physically, uh, fight-wise, but he had this power of the mind thing, okay, where he could block out certain pain and just, you know, he had this tunnel vision focus. Um, a lot of it was visualization. That wasn't the term. He's, you know, he used to say that you have to see this. He didn't use the term visualization. And also later, it uh, the term really was self-hypnosis. You almost put yourself into that trance-like state, right? So that fascinated me. Again, I was younger. We didn't have access to the internet. 
I didn't know a lot of, you know, adroit people in this kind of world. So I didn't really have the turns back then um, of self of visualization and self-hypnosis. But those are the things that you really have to start working on. And I kind of want to give you some examples. When it, when it comes to visualization, I tell people, you have to visualize in slow motion, just like you would practice physically. Let's say you have a training partner, got to go over the move slowly. Um, that's to trigger your memory, to make sure that you're going through everything properly. So you're working on your brain and then the transmission of it to your limbs. Okay. Just as when you're practicing music, you do your scales or, you know, chords, whatever, but let's say scales nice and slow, you know, and, you know, make sure all your, your technique is there. And then you gradually start to speed it up when you're doing your scales. And, you know, if you're going to go two octaves, you, you know, you make sure your fingering is right. So it's the same thing with your visualization. You visualize things slowly, okay? Gradually, you're increasing it because you have to get your mind aware of all of this. Now, I know that they have done studies in the past. Uh, going probably back into the 70s, who knows? Uh, it, it, it never interests me enough to, because I know it works. So I didn't have to be sold on it. I, I know firsthand that, that visualization does work. But the one example that I can recall was basketball free throws. They got three separate groups of people, those who actually physically practiced doing the free throws, those who visualized doing the free throws, and those who didn't do anything. Okay, didn't practice, didn't visualize. And it was shocking how well the people who visualized did. They almost did as good as those who were literally practicing. And in maybe some cases, um, they actually did do better. I would, uh, what's the word? I would address, uh, I would think the reason if that was the case would probably be, be because of physical conditioning. Because physically throwing that basketball, after a while, if you're not in shape, your your technique starts to break down, which is another subset that we need to get into, probably on another podcast, where you got to know when to stop training for the day, okay? If you're not in shape, go into a different um, arena of it, okay? Because you're, you, let's say you're just so fatigued, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. So the visualization has to start, even before you physically want to, uh, learn a technique. Uh, start visualizing something that you're already really good at. Okay, forget about martial arts or forget about sports. It could just be name, maybe pounding a, a nail, hammering a nail into a board. You have to get your mind conditioned to concentrate on that act of pounding that nail in a board. Let's say we'll use it as an example uh, for five minutes straight. Okay. Yeah, it's all about focusing. And this is where the self-hypnosis part comes into play. Because you have to block out all the distractors, okay? So there's a thing called, what do they call it, road hypnosis or, or something, you know, where you're driving along, all of a sudden you fall asleep at the wheel, or you're just so deep in thought that you don't realize you just covered 20 miles in your automobile. So this isn't pseudoscience. I mean, this stuff happens, and I'm sure it's happened to all of you at one point in time. 
you're so focused on something, somebody's talking to you, you don't even hear them, okay? This is the kind of state that you need to get into. And the more you practice it, you can start to basically get into this state almost at will. Not meaning instantaneously, but it'll become second nature to you. So, so my advice is to start practicing visualization on a task that you already know and work on getting your brain, your mind, to focus on it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, okay? 15 minutes is, is quite a long time to, to do something like this. So once you, you know that you have that, then you can actually start practicing your physical new, new, new technique uh, <clears throat> visualization. I still to this day go over, in my mind, my major uh, submission holds, arm bars, leg locks, chokes, okay? Uh, and I still visualize them, even though I've done them hundreds of thousands of times, if, if, not, if not more than that even, maybe a million, who knows, over the course of 45 years or however long, yeah, it's 45 years. Um, and the same thing with punches and keeping my elbows in and my chin down and all of that jazz. Never think that uh, you can easily forget this stuff, okay? You get rusty. So visualization has always helped me. And you don't need hours on end per day. Once you get the hang of visualizing, let's say you have 10 techniques that you want to visualize over the course of the day once, you, once you've mastered the art of visualization. Um, man, you could do this in 20 minutes. I mean, you, 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 can, you can go a couple of minutes visualizing the scenarios over and over, okay? Visualize, let's say you want to do the top wrist line. Visualize maybe shooting in on a guy, picking him up, dumping him, go to the side, fake a move to his face, his hands come up, boom, there it is. You go for it. The next day, come up with another scenario. And you can think about the scenarios that you want to visualize throughout the day. Think about something. You know, I wonder if a guy would come at me with a baseball bat. And then map it out in your mind. Before you do the visualization, just even if you're mocking it, okay, here, you know, make, make you know, doing a mock-up. Okay, I put my hands up to block that that uh, baseball bat. I leg trip them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You just go on. Get the routine uh, already mapped out. And, you, you know, even if you have to write it down, the, the, the scenario, the chain of events. And then when you're ready to start visualizing, you're, you already have the outline. You already know the roadmap. So just visualize it slow, quicker, 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 quicker. And believe me, I'm not saying it's going to replace a training partner. But it's better than nothing. It's better than just thinking, okay, well, I got it. Or I'll wait until I I find somebody to go to the gym with. Because it's not always that easy. Because sometimes your training partner may not want to do what what you want to do, right? So you can be patient, as you should. You got to give and take with your training partner. But um, for the most part, you have to uh, take it upon yourself, right? Because you, you have more more time than you think. Don't visualize while you're driving an automobile, okay, or, or operating machinery or something like that. You need to seriously set aside some time, like right here. I'm sitting on the couch. I, I could visualize. All right, no, there's nothing to disturb me. 
I won't be put in any danger if my mind is totally focused on one thing. You have to take this seriously, okay? Uh, while you're driving a car, yeah, you can come up with scenarios. You can think of things that, oh, I want to try to do this. Maybe I'll visualize this next time. Um, or maybe you'll see somebody walking down the street and it'll trigger, oh, I wonder how would I handle that if that person approached me and, and, and whatever. But anyhow, visualization can go a long way. Um, just make sure that what you're visualizing, you're using world-class techniques, okay? And please, again, I can't emphasize enough, go slow, work your way into it. Um, if you rush through it, you're not going to gain all the details. And I mean, get as detailed as you possibly can, okay? Like, see yourself, let's say you're going to shoot in, like I said, and then dump them. Visualize changing your level. And what's he doing? Is he is he lunging for you? Is he throwing a punch? Is he wrestling you? And then you you come under, you shoot, you you know turn a corner, whatever. Cre create this this big production, right? And stick with it. That's another thing. Get the one scenario down, okay? And don't change it every every thirty seconds in your mind. Run through that one scenario. He throws a jab. I slip outside. I change. I slip. I shoot in. I pick him up. I dump him. I spin. I top. You know. I fake a punch to his face or whatever, and I top wrist lock him. Go through that over and over and over. Okay, until you think you have it down, because in reality it should happen quickly. So if if you're doing this in real life, let's say the whole thing took twenty seconds at speed, when you visualize at speed, eventually you'll be visualizing for 20 seconds. Once you get to that point, you know, do it for a couple of minutes or however long you feel you need to, depending on your list of, of techniques you want to cover that day, visualizing. And there you have it. So 20 reps of it at 20 seconds, whatever that time comes out to, okay? Anyway, I don't want to bore you. It's kind of difficult when you're by yourself. I used to do this on the... Uh, uh, Facebook years ago, every single day. Sometimes they were real short, but today seemed to be a little bit longer. According to the Zoom clock on the on the monitor here, it's been 15, 16 minutes. So it's a short podcast today. I apologize. We hopefully we'll get um, some guests, but as I said, it, it was short notice. No, you know, no offense to Joe, just things you know crop up like that. So thank God, you know, we're able to do this. But anyway, I appreciate everybody. Uh, joining in or watching, I should say, and 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 hopefully we'll get a, a guest on or an, another host with me uh, next week. Until that time, uh, I'm getting prepared to stop the recording. Until that time, thank you, everybody. See you next week.